Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Okay. Uh, good, good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to the fourth quarter of 2020 webcast for Aura. Uh, we are here with our CEO, Rodrigo Barbosa, on the call, and also our CFO, Kleber Cardoso. Uh, my name is Gabriel Catalani, uh, Investor Relations Officer. Uh, we will take, uh, the, the presentation will take about 30 minutes in here. Uh, you will be free to send your questions uh, via chat on, on Zoom. Uh, we'll be later on after the presentation, uh, checking all the questions and, uh, and uh, addressing it to Rodrigo and to Kleber. Uh, I would like to also to mention that the, the presentation is already available on our website. Uh, you, uh, you, you can uh, get the PDF presentation there. And also our uh, interactive spreadsheet with all the numbers and all the figures, historical figures uh, are also available on our website. Uh, and uh, okay, I mean, that's it. So uh, I open the floor to Rodrigo Barbosa. Rodrigo. Good morning. Thank you, Gabriel, and good morning to all. Um, We're very glad to be here uh, publishing and communicating the results of last quarter and the full year of 2020. It was a remarkable year for all of us, uh, which uh, we could consistently grow as we were uh, projecting and as we did our IPO in the story to have a stronger Q3. We had an even stronger Q4. And then we continue to move on our pipeline of projects in order to grow now in 2021, 22, 23, and 24. So what um, uh, we will see here today is first, I'll do the first half of the presentation for 10, 15 minutes, where I will give uh, the overview of how was the year of 2020 and what we see uh, as the future. And then I'll pass the word to a club or CFO who will go through in more details of our results. Uh, so I just need here to skip some slides, just one second. I'll have to stop sharing. Now, yes. So, uh, <clears throat> as a reminder, what we put here is our vision and our values. Uh, as you know, we want to be one of the most trusted, responsible, well-respected, results-driven mining companies. Uh, I'm sure we are moving to the right directions. We have good evidence that uh, things are progressing very well at all in all our uh, 360 uh, terms and 260 values. Uh, so just reinforce that uh, we do have a very strong agenda of e ESG. We also use internally the word EESG because we do believe, although the employees is somehow between, uh, in the, the, the governance, we want to put employees always first because to take care of, uh, of the others, to take care of the natures, 
and the communities, we need to first take care of our employees so that they can also spread the whole values throughout the areas that we operate. So you will consistently see all we mentioned in EESG, which is employees, environment, social, and governance. Uh, as an overview about the year, about the fourth quarter, uh, we, we had a, a strong uh, quarter in terms of results, but before I talk about that, uh, we uh, had a very strong record in terms of uh, safety uh, with no lost time accidents during the quarter. Uh, we did feel and uh, assume the, the commitment to promote a woman in mining first in Mexico, then in Brazil, and uh, we should be moving to the same direction in Latin America. As you all know, mining is an industry that lacks the most that lacks a woman working and under our values towards having a more broad conversations and a very different angles and better decisions, bringing in more women to our uh, company. It's very important so that we can build a strong, uh, strong future. In terms of results, we had a record high net revenues and gross margins. Uh, we are consistently growing. That came from a growth in our operations in production. Although gold price was slightly lower than Q3, we more than compensated that uh, with a stronger position. In terms of EBITDA, during the second semester, we reached $94 million, uh, which is 510 million reals. And during the whole year, $119 million. Uh, remembering that Q1 and Q1, Q2, we were impacted by COVID. I would also highlight, and Kleber will go in details, that uh, if we're not by accounting uh, standards that we had to account for some sales of uh, uh, production that was sold in December, was only accounted uh, in January, we would have had $57 million, additional $7 million on the quarter uh, as an EBITDA. Um, in terms of production, we reached the, during the second semester 127,000 ounces and the full year for 204, which is a record high for Aura, although Q1 and Q2, uh, we were impacted by shutdowns or partial shutdowns uh, due to the COVID. Important achievement during Q4 is the Ernesto high grade. Ernesto is a mine that operated together with other satellite mines in the complex of EPP that we started to develop that mine over a year ago and it reached our last quarter. It's a high grade, 2.53 and a little over three grams per ton uh, during the quarter. And that significantly also increased our production on EPP. We do not expect this high production of EPP to continue in Q1 and Q2 this year because we are now pushing back the, the pit and we'll come back to that uh, higher grade during the second semester and fully next year. Important that we already understand very well the war. It has gone through the to the plant, uh, achieving higher than we expected productivity and also higher than expected uh, recoveries. In Naranza Azul, as uh, we mentioned, we, were, we are constantly and continue to, to increase our production. We increased our production to 89,000 tons per month uh, during December. We expect to reach 100,000 tons per month by mid this year, which is already 15% increase compared to 19, 26% increase compared to the three uh, quarters of uh, 2020. Gold Road. Uh, we ramped up to do the, during the second semester. We reached commercial production in December, and now you'll see uh, more the results and the, the production of Gold Road during 2021. We recently disclosed also our production guidance for 21, 
22 and 24, which it means a significant increase in production in 21, which will come from 204,000 ounces to anything between 250 and 290,000 ounces. And next year, uh, we will be reaching also Ernesto higher grade full, and also we'll have almas entering into production half of the year that will drive a production close to or above 300,000 ounces. And by 2024, with the combination of our greenfield and brownfield expansions, we should be between 400,000 ounces and 480,000 ounces, which is more than double our size that we did uh, last year. Um, we had a, our, a dual listing, just a reminder, uh, in Brazil during the year 2020. That significantly increased our daily trading volume, although I believe it was still below, below our potential. We are now trading at closer to $2.5 million per day. And that we will reinforce our activities in order to promote more liquidity to our shareholders during the year of 2021. We continue to have important information from the, the geological in Bananal, El Cobre, uh, particularly Bananal in Brazil, EPP, and El Cobre in Mexico. We will be, we will be filing a, a AIF, the report, uh, by the end of the month of March, that we will be updating our resources and reserves while. We will continue to do, and as you know, we published also that we intensified our geological investments in order to amplify the resources reserves due to the interesting potential we have on the geological side uh, in our. As a subsequent event, we also recently published this year a feasibility study of ALMAS, which gives a very interesting returns, a leveraged uh, return of over 100% per year <clears throat> in terms of uh, in US dollars, and the payback of the equity is one year, full, full equity, uh, if it were not leveraged, unleveraged would be uh, close to two years of payback, which is a very interesting project that uh, we're moving forward and speeding up the process of building that plant to enter in production by mid next year. As expectations of up to 2020, uh, we should be starting construction of almost by Q2 this year. We are increasing, as I mentioned, production of Aranza Azul to 100,000 tons per month, and that will be achieved by mid this year. Uh, we are now focusing on completing the visibility study of Matupá. Matupá should be a very interesting project as Almas. We are now doing metallurgical and uh, mine design and plant design in order to have a feasibility study by the end of the year. Uh, geological investment continue to happen. We continue to, to, we are intensifying this year, uh, investing close to 27, $29 million in order to, as I mentioned, extend more the life of mine and increase also our capacity in terms of production. We aim to achieve uh, a further increase in Azul, for example, to reach over 150,000 tons per, uh, per, per month, but that will be achieved as we can progress on, on geology and prove more resources and reserves in a new target called uh, El Cobre. Uh, and we will be, and we are now intensifying all our efforts in the international markets and also in Brazil in order to increase our daily trading volume and give more liquidity for our institutional investors that want to exit or enter in our shares. Um, as uh, it's in terms of uh, safety and also uh, COVID uh, actions, uh, during the year, during the quarter, we had no lost time injuries. As I was mentioning, we had over 23,000 hours of training in safety procedures. We are now working to enhance safety standards across all the operations. 
uh, we were already had a different standards in some of our business units. We acquired Gold Road last year, so now we are uh, 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 working very hard in, towards having a very uh, uh, solid uh, safety protocol, which is standard for our operations. And we continue to have uh, sell, uh, safety and health campaigns all over our operations. Uh, about uh, the COVID, uh, we keep reinforcing our protocol recommended by OMS. We have continued to support, strongly support all the communities that uh, we operate, not only with education and information, how to avoid the spread of COVID, but also masks, uh, tests, and all the equipment in order to, to ease it down uh, the, the, the spread of COVID. In terms of operations, uh, during the Q4, we had no need to interrupt production. Uh, we see COVID uh, situation in Brazil uh, deteriorating. We are monitoring it very closely. Uh, as differently from last year, we are now we are all well, well prepared and understand very well the standards and protocols that need to be filled. And we are reinforcing all these protocols in order not to allow the spread in our operations and also to protect the communities that we are within that we operate. Switching to production, as you can see, uh, we finished the year by the, with the production of 52, 53,000 last year, 52, 2019, 52, 53,000 gold equivalent uh, during the quarter. Q1, Q2, we were uh, impacted by the COVID. Since we could uh, resume operations in, our, uh, in all of the countries, we uh, produced 57,000 uh, ounces of gold equivalent during Q3. And now in Q4, a significant increase to 69,000 ounces of, uh, of gold equivalent as a production. When you see on the right side of the slide, uh, this increase of production came mostly from APP, uh, 19 to 26,000 ounces. That is the impact of uh, Ernesto. When Ernesto is a high-grade into production, it, it does impact significantly the production. Uh, and also, we already see uh, during Q4, 5,000 ounces from Gold Road. Um, so the production uh, was close to 70,000 ounces, which is a record high for Aura. Although for the year of 2021, where we will, uh, we project to have additional 20, 25 to 40% increase in terms of production uh, during the year end. As uh, I reminded the, the numbers that we issued recently in terms of guidance that I was earlier talking about, uh, we come, this project started with a company producing 120,000 ounces per year back in 17, 19, 178,000 ounces. Last year, 204,000 ounces, but I would reinforce second semester only was 127,000 ounces. 31, we have a higher grade of Ernesto. We will have also Gold Road, and we don't expect to have significant shutdown uh, by the COVID. And we have an increase from Aranzazu. We'll be between 20. 250 to 190,000 ounces of gold equivalent. 22, we will reach Ernesto full uh, for, the, for the full year. We have also uh, Almas uh, coming in uh, to production by mid of the year and a few other initiatives to, to expand production. So we should be 285 and 230. When we put together the expansion that we want to do in Aranza Azul to reach 150,000 uh, tons per month, together with the Matupa production and also, also the Greenfield and, and the Brownfield expansions, we should be between 400 and 480,000 ounces 
of production. In terms of cash costs that will uh, analyze uh, where we are going in terms of uh, margins, we saw that during from 19 to 20, we significantly reduced our cash costs from 868 to $809 uh, per ounce. Uh, and when you see what was achieved by Q3 and Q4, we were already producing by 742 and 739, same close to $740 per ounce uh, last two quarters. And for 21, we believe we will be uh, between 728 to 867 as a cash cost. So another uh, decrease uh, from uh, last quarter. Two projects that we continue to develop and continue to advance, Almas and Matupá. Almas, as we recently published that new feasibility study, we, we, uh, we should be starting construction early Q2. The CapEx is $73 million. And as I was mentioned, the return on equity on leverage, uh, 50% with the gold price, uh, the, the, the current prices, 100% uh, per year during the 17 years of the life of mine. Uh, and I'm not including here interesting upsides that we will access while, after we start producing cash flows for Almas. We are doing this project very flexible design for the plant because we believe we'll be able to find more gold and strong evidence that there are many other depositors very close to the plant and we will investigate and, and, uh, and invest in those, those uh, uh, potentials after we start producing cash flows in order to expand production. So uh, we are doing the plant flexible if we find and we prove more reserves, we will be uh, increasing production uh, as we are doing, uh, for example, in Aranzazu, as we are doing, for example, uh, in EPP. Matopá, uh, we already have close to 350,000 uh, ounces of resources. Uh, there is a potential to expand significantly the resources to half a million or a million. We are not prioritizing this right now. We believe that we want to put that in production as soon as we can. And as we, after we start producing cash flows, then we will investigate and increase more resources and reserves. If you see the geology, uh, there is already density very close to what it needs to be a reserves. However, it doesn't have yet metallurgy, mine design, and also plan design. That's where what we are focusing right now is putting all this, the information to have metallurgical tests, understand the recoveries, see what would be uh, the mine design and then the plant design in order to have a feasibility study by the end of the year. I would uh, invite also to take a look in terms of this is an area that has been producing gold for a long time that few others gold producers in the area so we don't see yet any evidences of a strong uh, problems metallurgical not to have a good recovery but we will conduct the studies and also if you see where the, or the ore is is reasonably close to the surface, so we don't expect any kind of higher cost in terms of uh, designing the pits. So we believe that uh, we have strong evidence to move forward to a feasibility studies by the end of the year, so that we can start building the, the plant and the, develop the mine during next year and enter in production by mid-23. Uh, about uh, equity investors, as you, you will see, we come from uh, $100,000, $150,000 per day in volume trading. We did a dual listing in Brazil uh, during the mid and last year. Then we increased to $1.5 million when we did the follow on and also open under the, the CVM 400, that open also our shares to be traded 
by the retail that was increased to $2 million. And we are focusing now also to increase uh, the, the daily trading volume that is now close to 11 million reals per day. On the right side, we continue to increase uh, the coverage and uh, analyst coverage of our, of our shares. Uh, we, we just see all the investors giving a significant upside compared to what uh, we are uh, 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 traded right now, even with uh, lower uh, gold prices. So, for example, uh, Credit Suisse, Itaú, XP, Safra, Red Cloud 11, Empirics, all of them uh, uh, giving a very interesting upside potential for, for our investors. Before, so all in all, we had a very strong year, uh, but that's, that's just the beginning. Uh, we believe we can build much more now in 21. We have solid projects to then increase production in 22 and more than double our size by 2024 while we will, we will also be able to be reducing constantly our cash costs during the next year. Either by expanding production in Aranjazul, we have economy scale, higher grade in EPP, which significantly also reduce the cash cost. Almas in Matupa should have a, a lower cost compared to what we already operate. So we should be constantly also reducing our cost while we'll be uh, increasing our, 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 our revenues in terms of production. Um, I will turn the floor also to, to Kleber. Uh, we have not yet declared dividends. Uh, this meeting should occur until the end of the month where, when we will be uh, meeting with the board and analyzing few scenarios of a dividend, uh, including the, the calculations under the dividend policy that uh, we have uh, recently last year approved and other scenarios, including more uh, than this uh, during the meeting. So then we will be uh, publishing as soon as we uh, have the meeting uh, to, the, to the market. Thank you, Rodrigo. Good morning, everyone. Uh, thank you for having us uh, this morning. Uh, over the next uh, few slides, I will present a summary of our uh, financial results for the fourth year, fourth quarter of the year uh, and uh, year end. So on this page, we have a summary uh, of the main financial KPIs for each of the quarters for 2019 and 2020, and uh, also for each of the years. As we can see on the left side at the top of the page is the revenues uh, for the fourth quarter achieved $101 million uh, in Q4. Uh, that is a 44% increase compared to the same period of last year. Uh, and the reasons for such increase, as Rodrigo was explaining, it was uh, increasing production and also more favorable copper and gold prices compared to last year. If you take the revenues uh, uh, we recorded in Q3, that was uh, $90 million. Uh, we see that our achieved $190 million in revenues in the second quarter of 2020, which was a more uh, stable quarter uh, and bringing that the total to $300 million uh, for the year and 1.6 uh, billion reais. In terms of EBITDA, uh, our EBITDA for Q4 uh, achieved $50 million, uh, increase of 86% compared to the same period of uh, last year. Uh, the increase was results of both increases in, in revenues uh, and also reduction cash costs, as uh, Rodrigo was presenting. Doing the same analysis, if we had the, the EBITDA from Q3, we see our uh, EBITDA for the second semester uh, achieving $94 million and bringing the total for the year to $119 uh, 
million dollars, EBITDA more than doubling uh, the number we reported last year. In terms of net income, uh, on the next page, we'll have a more uh, detailed analysis for net income, but we see in Q4 net income actually $58 million, uh, bringing the total to the of the year to $68 million. 175% uh, increase to this compared to 2019. And finally, in terms of net debt, uh, Aura is in the, the, the third quarter with $80 million in net cash. Uh, that position has improved to $48 million uh, to the end of the year. So uh, an improvement of $30 million uh, due to the uh, cash flows generated from, from our operations. Uh, and we ended the year with uh, $118 million in cash and cash equivalents. So on this page, uh, we have a conciliation between the EBITDA and net income. So uh, as we saw on the previous page, we recorded $50 million EBITDA in Q4. Uh, that does not include $7 million of margin gain, uh, which is related to certain ounces that were produced, shipped and sold in the end of the year, but uh, due to uh, accounting criteria for revenue recognition, those, uh, those margins were just accounted in our numbers at the beginning of 2021. Uh, the main reason were some uh, ounces that were delayed shipments in Honduras due to the bad weather conditions in November and early December. Then we had uh, $8 million in amortization and depletion expenses, $4 million uh, many interest expenses and, uh, and, and also including uh, net losses with derivatives that were much lower this quarter compared to the previous quarters or first half of the year. A $10 million uh, current income tax expense that is due to the positive results in Brazil, Honduras and Mexico uh, in the quarter. Also in this quarter, uh, our uh, recognized $25 million on deferred tax income that comes mainly from EPP. EPP has some historical credit for the losses, which generates an asset that was not recognized in our balance sheets before. But in views of the positive results uh, from EPP in 2020 and the expectation of future profits from the business units, such assets were recognizing our balance sheets uh, at the end of the year. Uh, we also or also recognize a $2.5 million gain in the quarter. That is part of a $10 million receivable the company has in its favor against the buyers of the Cerati project. Uh, this is a contingent asset. The Cerati project was sold back in the end of 2017. Uh, we have been following the progress of the, the, the Cerati project. Uh, and uh, through public news, we, we, we saw the, the Cerati project uh, achieved important milestones recently. Uh, for example, at the end of the year, the, the buyers of the project were able to secure a $140 million project finance to develop it. So in our view, uh, the likelihood that Aura is going to recover the full $10 million uh, have increased significantly. So in Q4, we will recognize a portion of it, $2.5 million, and we will follow up on the next quarters to see the progress of the Cerati project. In other net, $2 million, this is mainly um, uh, effects impact, bringing the total net income to $58 million. Then on this page, uh, we, we show a, a 
the, the change in our cash position throughout the last quarter. So as we can see on the left side, uh, already started the, 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 the quarter with $86 million. And on, on, on the right side, we see that the ending cash position was 118. Uh, and as we can see, uh, the increase in cash was mainly due to the recurring items uh, um, that impact our operations. So adjusted EBITDA and a $50 million to our cash position. We had $10 million of uh, recurring CapEx, excluding mining developments and in uh, $6 million, $5 million in taxes paid in Brazil and uh, uh, in Honduras. So uh, the increase in cash due to the recurring free cash flow to firm was $35 million. And on the right side of the charts, uh, some either no recurring or, or, or cash flow from financing activities, mainly $2 million associated with uh, the development of gold roads uh, and uh, $2 million uh, with uh, hedges. And then, and then the final cash position, $118 million or $612 million reais. And finally, the same analysis for the whole year. So again, on the left side of the chart, the initial cash position for the year, $39 million. On the side, right side, in cash position, we see on the, on the left side of the chart, the, the, the recurring items added $8 million to our cash uh, position for the year, of which $71 million were generated uh, in the second semester only. And then on the right side, either no recurring items or, or cash flow to financing activities. The main source of cash inflow for those items, uh, the proceeds from the IPO for $90 million and the main use, uh, the, the main cash outflow for the, those items, uh, $21 million uh, for mining developments to develop Ernesto, will grow the almost in a month of the projects that are bringing and will bring the growth uh, to the company uh, for the next years. Uh, and uh, with that, we end our presentation and uh, open up it to questions. Thank you. Uh, we, you can all, uh, you can all share your questions uh, via chat on Zoom. Uh, uh, Rodrigo will be answering them. Rodrigo, you're on mute. Okay, thank you, Gabriel. So, I'm smaller than, than clever, so I need to adjust the camera here. I, I received a few questions, one question here, and Gabriel, uh, everyone please send the questions while I am answering some, some here. So. I received uh, two questions from, from Gabriel Galvão and Credit Suisse. One is capital location. Uh, he's mentioned that net debt EBITDA is already low or a negative 0.4 times. And, <clears throat> and according to their projections, it's likely that uh, we will be able to decrease this number ahead uh, even further and even considering all our investment cycle. Uh, what is the ideal level of leverage for Aura, and how do you see capital location going forward? Extraordinary dividends versus new projects versus M&A. Um, as uh, we have a, a very conservative policy in terms of leverage, uh, we uh, discussed uh, to go uh, a maximum around uh, one time EBITDA uh, if we are doing any kind of M&A transactions that we can see clearly that we would be the leveraging very soon. We would consider uh, some number 
more than one time, but that would be the range. Uh, we are now negative net debt. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> in terms of dividends, uh, the, the paying, paying dividends is an option for us in order to allocate the capital. Uh, if we don't see any uh, better investments uh, within our, our portfolio or M&A. Uh, we are fully funded for the project to grow. We are analyzing M&A alternatives. We have no, no negotiation, nothing uh, really very focused uh, right now. Uh, so few alternatives will be discussed uh, with the board uh, during the month of, by the end of the month of March. And uh, we will be publishing as soon as we have the decision. <clears throat> I have another one uh, that comes from Victor Cost Explore Investments. Um, I would like uh, to know if we are able to detail CAPEX guidance mainly in terms of exploration and new project expansions. Uh, also, uh, if Aura will be focused on the areas uh, it already has permissions to explore, or if we will be focused on new areas, and if yes, which kind of jurisdictions. In terms of uh, exploration, uh, either greenfield explorations and brownfield explorations, we are totally focused on areas that we already have the operation. Uh, we'll be focused in EPP, we'll be focusing also on Aranza Azul. Uh, we have operations in Honduras, and uh, we also have an operation in the United States. So the exploration investments that we have will be focused on near mine uh, exploration. We are not an exploration company to require new areas, new lands, and some other jurisdictions and start exploration from from, from, from scratch, from zero. Uh, M&As in areas to expand our operations, uh, we would be considering Americas only, preferably countries that uh, we already operate, that we already know uh, the, the environment. And we have, uh, the, we, we released uh, the guidance for exploration that gives a little more detail on that. I have one, another question here from, from Credit Suisse. Um, you have mentioned that in EPP, your main exploratory targets were Pananao and also Glory Hole and El Cobre in Aranzazu also, also offers interesting exploratory pro prospects. Do you believe that some of these targets should already be converted into reserves and in your updated technical studies in IIF this year? Um, all the updates that uh, we are conducing in some geological will be included on the AIF, the, the most that we can. Although we continue to, we are now intensifying geological investments. So we will be updating the market uh, during the whole year, not only AIF, which will be the report that will be releasing by the end of the month, but during the whole year, as we progress on the geological investment, we will be publishing all the results and uh, sharing uh, with the market. Uh, Yuri uh, from XP is asking, I would like to ask about companies hedge derivatives policy. Is there some room for changes in strategy? Uh, our, our policy in terms of hedging is to hedge uh, cash flows. If you are, for example, ramping up one project that we did called Road last semester that we saw that we could do all the planned investments and planned capitalization in order to do the ramp up with the gold price at a minimum 1800 or 1750. Then we do hedge zero cost colors in order to protect the minimum so that uh, we are ready, are fully funded to, for the, to, do, to the ramp up. Uh, that's when we like to hedge, that's when we consider hedge. When, uh, and we don't 
we don't see a very long-term hedges for all that structurally. Uh, we don't bet in gold prices. We don't feel that, oh, we believe that gold price is going to decrease. So then let's start now hedging all the gold prices for the year and for the next year. Uh, we, we believe that uh, this exposure is the investors wants to have, exposure to volatility of the gold price. Uh, what we could do, though, is protect cash flows on short term, three, four, five months, so that we have a very good uh, previsibility. Almas is something that uh, we will analyze. Uh, if we should start hedging the, 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 the ramp up or not, that's uh, the discussions that we are having right now. But that's a very few occasions that uh, we would uh, uh, consider hedges uh, in our, our portfolio. And I have one question uh, uh, from, from Erika Martin. Uh, how the company wants to wants to do to increase the daily trade volume uh, in the in the stock market in Brazil and also in the US. Uh, what we are doing is intensifying our marketing efforts, talking more about our company. This is a new company in Brazil that we 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 did an IPO by mid last year. First gold company uh, in Brazil to be listed. It's still unknown. To investors, we need to go and talk more about what we do, the benefits of investing in gold and the risks so that they feel more comfortable uh, to start investing. We see significant increase yet already in terms of uh, uh, CPF uh, investing aura, but we believe that still in the beginning, we have much more to do to, to promote and, and to uh, uh, share more information about ourselves in order for them to create confidence and invest in us. It's the same thing also in Canada, although uh, we are a Canadian company, it was listed uh, in TSX uh, for over 10 years. During the last four or five years, since we started the turnaround and the transformation project at Aura, we focused completely doing the homework and uh, rebuilding the company so that we would now uh, focus on the equity uh, investors. Uh, last year, when we started talking more with investors, we focused in Brazil for the IPO, and now we started to have a more proactive approach with the Canadian and American investors. And surprisingly, the, we, are, we receive feedbacks from very well-known banks and, and, and analysts that we are the first billion dollar Canadian dollar company that they were not aware of. So that explains and gives it a little bit of uh, sensibility of what we can do if we talk more uh, with the investors. Uh, Richard Soltz uh, makes one very good question. Uh, can you find ways to take advantage of current higher copper prices? Uh, very good. Thank you for the questions. I, I should have talked uh, uh, earlier in the beginning of the presentation. I would invite all the investors also to see the impact of copper can have in our portfolio. Uh, as you know, Aura is a majority a gold producer, um, close to 80%, uh, slightly little more and, and, and less and copper 20%, but we are increasing production of copper uh, during this year with the Azul expansion. And copper price has significantly appreciated in the last quarter. Uh, we are coming from, during 2020, copper price has reached as low as $2 per pound of copper. Now it's trading above $4. It's a double the size that uh, happened in the Q2 last year. During the whole year, last quarter, uh, we, we had uh, prices at uh, 3, 3.2, 3.3, 2.9, and now we are at 4 uh, uh, or above $4 uh, dollars per cup that, that will have 
a significant impact in the Adams Azul margins. And I would invite everyone to take a look at how this can be healthy for, for the company moving forward. And then we still expect copper price, although can be volatile during the, uh, during the short term. Uh, there's all the winds are favorable for a super cycle in commodities at all, particularly in copper that also has all the green energy component. Uh, copper should be, have also a further appreciation. I'll wait a little bit if you have any further questions uh, before we, 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 we finish. Daniel Sasson asks, uh, do you have most of the equipment they need for the construction of Almas in the site right now? Or does some equipment needs to be shipped to drive in? My question is due to the logistical bottlenecks we are seeing across the globe, is the company concerned with the supply of equipment material? Is there anything that can be done to mitigate that risk? Uh, we, we are aware of some uh, equipment uh, shortage. Uh, the beginning of the construction is more uh, engineering construction materials. Uh, we don't expect to have uh, any delays because of lack of uh, construction equipment in the beginning, although we are already engaged in a very uh, final negotiations with uh, important uh, suppliers of uh, uh, parts, uh, yet we don't have any expectations to have delays and shortage of equipment during the construction, although it's something that we are closely uh, monitoring. Well, I believe this, those are all the questions. I thank everyone again uh, for participating in these earning calls. Uh, we are, I'm very glad to see uh, the, the investors and also analysts recognitions that we are very diligently doing what we promised. We are accomplished in every milestone that we promised during the IPO. Everything that we are publishing, we've been able to, to, to accomplish. We expect to digitally continue to do uh, the same during the year, very focused uh, towards increasing our agenda towards the EESG and uh, together with the growth and, and reduction in cost. Uh, it, uh, Aura is well positioned, again, uh, to all that grow. We have the three very strong pillars, strategic pillars to grow that we worked very hard in the last uh, three years. We do have the portfolio. We have the project that's running uh, with a cash position and generating cash uh, every week. We have brownfield expansions. We have greenfield projects within our pipeline. So everything on the strategy is well aligned in order for us to double. All the permits are also in place. We have the second pillar, very strong balance sheet. It's a negative net debt, fully funded uh, uh, to, to, to continue to grow. Actually, what we see that as we, it was a, a question here, uh, we might have a, a, a cash generation higher than we would uh, consume to, to fund all these projects. And third, we have now a very strong team and very strong future under the Aura 360 in order to make all these projects happen. So everything is well aligned. And um, I thank you again uh, for, 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 so for being with us. And uh, we'll be releasing uh, the AIF soon meeting with the board for dividends and also publishing new geological updates 
as we are moving on the products. Thank you very much. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.